फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल थैंक्स लॉज संजय सर फॉर टेकिंग टाइम आउट for for on a saturday night to have a conversation with us yeah uh, so just sanjay is fine yeah please don't call me sir okay because it okay. makes me feel old <laughs> right. sanjay so, yeah so sanjay all, is fine so yeah. all of you who do not know sanjay uh, sanjay was on the founding team of paypal and is credited by elon musk and reed hoffman with significant contributions that helped make the paypal business model work uh, you know all of you know about paypal Uh, so i'll probably not go into that so currently uh, you know sanjay sir has been doing a lot of initiatives to help people uh, you know from different parts of the world come together and build to make the world a better place uh, and that's basically kind of a synergy with the builders club in general because that's what we also are doing here in the club we are trying to bring people bring builders from all across the globe to come together and build together uh so welcome sanjay sir to our uh, small community of startup founders and startup enthusiasts who are trying to do something build something and probably make a difference as well okay great 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 uh, so first of all sohel thanks a lot for uh, uh, inviting me uh, to join this it's uh, really a privilege uh, for me uh, you know to talk to builders uh, because you know i used to be a builder right you still but are now a builder, i'm a kind sir. of retired builder you can't say <laughs> no. but uh, you know so so anyway but uh, the thing is uh, though i was not a techie uh, but i was more on the business side uh, but still uh, you know i loved building and interacting with builders and i still do uh, so i really look forward to this conversation yeah so sanjay sir uh, you know we would love to you know understand a little bit about your journey in general because i think you have had a quite illustrious career of your own uh, you know we would love to understand when you went where you know about your early life where did you start how did you end up in paypal what was it like working in paypal what did you see what did you learn and probably you know post that after paypal how has your journey been how has things panned out and a little bit about the initiatives that you're working on as well okay great so let me just start off with a little bit very quick summary of my early life uh, so you know uh, i was born in gwalior uh, you know and uh, my father was uh, with burma shell uh so uh you know we got free petrol uh we lived in the major metros and uh, because of that we did a lot of road trips so uh, as in my sort of early childhood i kind of traveled almost all over the country uh right and saw a lot of the country um and uh, then i studied at sindhya school gwalior uh, which was a boarding school and then went on to iit mumbai and then uh, to iim ahmedabad uh and then i joined uh tata administrative service for about 18 months tas um so worked in yeah tas so worked in you know uh, but i found tas to be a little uh slow uh mm. you know and i was always impatient you know uh so uh, i was also in telco in jamshedpur so i just uh, had applied to city bank earlier and city bank at that time was recruiting aggressively uh so uh, they just said yeah please come and join right so mm. i joined city bank a uh, bit reluctantly because i was an engineer right i mm. was from iit and i said what am i going to do in a bank 
Mm. Uh, but I found that banks also really have engineering, a lot of engineering, mm. uh, in the, and it's quite quite a fascinating place. So I love Citibank, uh, and I was there for about eighteen years uh, in India, Thailand, and the U.S. Uh, so I got selected to join the international staff because I did something quite innovative and disruptive in Citibank India. Okay, which we can talk about later if people are interested. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to Thailand, and there also I did something which was quite nice. Uh, then uh, New York uh, with Citibank. Uh, so I spent ten years in the U.S. on the East Coast. And then when the internet came, I took uh, the rather brave decision of leaving Citibank. You know, which is not an easy decision to take. Uh, and uh, you know, I said I'll do my own startup, which I tried to do, uh, but. Uh, even though I raised funding, the founder, uh, my co. This was 1999. Wow! Okay. So right so, at the cusp of the of the of the dot com. Yeah, yeah. So the reason I left was the internet. So actually, okay. uh, you know, before that, in '98, yeah. uh, in the summer of '98, yeah. uh, I think I was one of the very early people who got the idea that. Uh, you know, payments can be disrupted because of email. Okay, because email gave you a, a unique global address. Mm -hmm. So, because I had worked in payments quite a lot, and my last job was uh, strategy and quality for payments mm -hmm. uh, in Citibank, you know, at a global level. Uh, so, uh, I could see all the pain points in payments, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and I said, wow, this is amazing, right? Like, if you can use yeah. an uh, yeah. globally unique address yeah. to send payments and I don't need to worry about where this person has a bank account and how this whole thing will work. Yeah. So I kind of socialized that idea in Silicon Valley in 98. And this is another amazing thing, you know, because at that time, of course, it was a dot-com boom time. Mm -hmm. uh, but just through a little bit of networking, I could meet the top VCs in yeah. uh, Silicon Valley. Yeah. And there normally they'll have breakfast with you. And if they find you interesting, the breakfast will go on for a while. But uh, and then they'll tell you, come and meet me in the afternoon also. Mm. Uh, but if they don't find you interesting, then they'll say, oh, my wife is calling. I've got to rush or whatever. <laughs> and the breakfast will end. Right. So, uh, so anyway, so with that, uh, I got encouraged to leave Citibank. Okay. And uh, then I tried to do my own startup, like I said, in 99. And uh, I raised funding. Uh, actually, from a very prominent person uh, in the Bay Area, who was a partner at Silver Lake Partners. Now, Silver Lake is one of the people who invested in Reliance uh, Geo recently. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's a very big and prestigious firm. Uh, so this guy, in his angel capacity, was willing to sort of back my startup. Uh, but his condition was that we had to move to the West Coast. Mm. And uh, my founder didn't do that, and he didn't release me. So this is another cautionary tale for founders: is that don't sign anything with someone. <laughs> you know, if, uh, so I just signed a one-page thing saying I would found this company or this person, mm. but because he didn't release me from that one page, then there are IP issues and all, and you just mm. can't get funded. Okay. okay. Now this fortunately actually turned out to be a great blessing in disguise, mm. right? Because a lot of people feel, ha, mujhe found karna hai. I have to be the CEO, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. But, and your startup could fail. Like in PayPal, mm -hmm. I was tracking 70 startups, uh, mm -hmm. you know, which were trying to do what PayPal did. 
uh, and 69 of them failed <laughs> you know i could have been one of those yeah. uh, right uh, uh, instead you know i managed to join paypal as a founding employee uh and uh, just to give you an idea of how this works if you get into a very successful company mm. if i had not sold a single share of paypal which unfortunately i sold quite a large part of my paypal holdings mm. but if i hadn't my paypal holdings today would be worth 200 million us dollars wow right so okay. this is what can happen by being an employee you know not a not a founder okay So, uh, so this this may be an interesting fact you were, for you were, some you of were, the people. You were what number employee in PayPal? Ah, uh, seven. You are the seventh employee in PayPal. Wow. Yeah, X dot com actually. Yeah. Yeah. So you were working with Elon and Reed and all. Yes. Yes. Uh, so I was on the management team. Um, you know, I was a VP at PayPal and. Um, yeah so very closely involved uh, with uh, especially with elon actually because right in the beginning you know so elon and there was another technical person who actually left um uh, and uh, um so elon the technical person and me uh, we did a lot of the architecture uh for uh, x.com Uh, and this was not just technical architecture but a lot of the business architecture because again people don't realize the importance of business architecture mm. uh but uh, you know and later on we'll go into uh, you know why paypal succeeded and others failed and so on so forth at least my view of that mm. uh but uh, yeah we can uh, maybe uh move on uh, to uh some of the things that i did post paypal yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, and why i came to india and all that yeah 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 so i'd love to know about that bit because i guess we'll cover paypal at length you know uh, in in a in a separate uh, bit here but what have you been doing now i mean what what has life been after paypal what we do and i guess you're running quite a few initiatives because i think you're trying yeah. to propagate the message of coming together and making uh, making a better world so would you want to elaborate on that and what exactly are you doing now yeah so i think before i get into that i'll just like to very quickly tell you as to why did we decide to come to india you know like because a lot of people ask me this saying that uh, why did you uh, decide so one of the things were our parents were kind of growing old we wanted to spend time with them uh, we had reached financial independence right so we could do whatever we chose to do and uh, while we could have done another startup in silicon valley it was kind of boring you know been there done that kind of thing right so we wanted to also give back to india yeah. uh, country of our birth kind of thing yeah. right and yeah. you know at that time in 2004 india was shining right <laughs> though of course the bjp lost the election but anyway yeah. so a uh, bu- bunch of factors we said we'll come to this thing and just explore and we had lived in india before right i like unlike other people you know who had studied in the us and all that i had never studied in the us though before i came to india for a year or so i was a fellow at stanford like almost like a visiting faculty um and uh, you know that was an amazing experience so like uh, i really got a good taste of us colleges and all but i was got interested in the digital divide right so okay i then i said you know what am i doing sitting in america and working on the digital divide uh, yeah. i might as well come to india right 
so we came to india and in india you know initially i tried to do this band of angels with alok mittal and all that but at that time you know i and i found i was not very good at angel investing and stuff like that so i i stopped that uh, but then i did a startup you know i actually was going to do a venture fund and elon was going to be one of the investors okay in the fund small fund Uh, okay. okay, but uh, then I decided to not do that because again, I'm not really a fund manager or the VC yeah. kind of thing. I really am more a builder. Right? Yeah. So, uh, so then with some young people, I started a company called Echo. Uh, so Echo, which still is around. Uh, there's a guy called Abhishek Sinha and Abhinav Sinha brothers. They run it, uh, and I was the first chairman. And this is in 2006. Okay. okay. uh and then uh in i think 2012 or something like that i did an initiative with the university of chicago uh to do something called the international innovation core which was trying to get people to do their first jobs with bureaucrats in india interesting interesting and uh yeah then i did in 2015 i founded a company called bharosa club which now actually my son is running uh and i then decided to retire and uh, basically be a coach and an evangelist okay for disruptive innovation and trying to make the world better using disruptive innovation okay so i tend to believe that just now we have a great opportunity right so 20 years ago we had the internet opportunity yeah okay now we have the what i call the platform opportunity uh and i think platforms in the next 20 years are going to change the world right in a very positive way and democratize many things okay so this is probably going to be a bigger opportunity than the internet right. okay uh so uh so this whole idea of how you can build maybe even a 100 billion dollar company Mm-hmm. uh uh you know uh by serving billions of people or millions of people and charging them very little so the arpu or average revenue per user mm-hmm. will be very low mm-hmm. but because you have huge number you know uh, there will be a huge amount of revenue and it can be profitable and uh, you can uh, build these companies and these can be in any area so it could be agri tech it could be ed tech it could be healthcare it could be the fintech it could be anything right interesting so that is one thing and uh, you know i have a few key messages that i yeah. want to give to the youth yeah, yeah. okay definitely so i will uh, i break these into two or three chunks and uh, you know maybe you can ask me questions if there are any yeah, yeah, yeah. on those messages okay so the first set of messages is uh, about uh knowing yourself and investing in yourself okay so this applies to everybody okay like so i would give the example of my driver son who in 10th class he failed every single subject mm. and not only failed but he got two marks three marks that kind of thing plus some 16 or 17 marks for attendance or something like that right so basically you know once you get that kind of feedback you should know that you are not good at academics mm. okay but there are so many things in the world that you can do mm. right 
and you will be good at something mm. so finding that out so you know like maybe everybody wants to be a ceo but you may not be a good ceo you may be a very good uh, full stack developer right mm. then be a great full stack developer you know uh, because that gives you joy mm. so this question of uh, knowing yourself uh mm-hmm. is very very important and today you know a lot of our youth mm-hmm. you know and i'm talking about bharat here not mm-hmm. uh, us you know like we are kind of the elite mm-hmm. but about that you know how much uh, national waste there is mm-hmm. by so many people going to college mm-hmm. and stuff like that right when they should be working and then they can do distance education uh, mm-hmm. and they can earn and learn and do things you know so their families also need it mm-hmm. right so the gdp of households can double then automatically the country's gdp will double yeah. right so so this knowing yourself and investing in yourself okay mm-hmm. because people keep talking oh, should i invest in bitcoin should i invest in stocks but what about investing in yourself that could be the biggest uh, return on investment that you will ever make mm-hmm. right and today there are so many online courses so many things uh, mm-hmm. right uh, so i'm going to later talk about one course which i want to and how mm-hmm. i'm trying to build this community where we can all collaborate uh, mm-hmm. to make the world better and this is not just about india mm-hmm. i'm talking about uh, people from anywhere in the world okay mm-hmm. who can come together mm-hmm. okay so any questions on this part this know yourself and invest in yourself um so basically sir this is absolutely true uh, the hmm. question here is about the resources especially if you talk about the tier 3 tier 4 people if you talk about bharat of course they have they have youtube as a as a, a as an option for uh, you know for learning stuff but where do they get opportunities to work because you know at the end of the day everything boils down to them getting down, getting the work right so how yeah. do you how do you intend to solve for that i mean what's the solution for that according so that's a great question right so let's just imagine and later on in the extended session we can talk about some of these things like how can we solve jobs for all how yeah. can we get uh, 5 trillion gdp and all this yeah. kind of thing in spite of covid yeah. uh, you know uh, how is that even possible in 2025 yeah. uh, if we think differently how can we do it okay Mm-hmm. uh so i i think i'll hold that for later you know that okay. uh, to respond because it could be a really long answer uh <laughs> okay. in that um, okay uh, but uh, uh, yeah so uh, just keep track of it okay so don't <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, okay so yeah so let me move on to uh, the other two choices yeah. the things yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. so the f- the other thing which and these are all based on my experience have really helped me a lot right so i just mm-hmm. want to share that uh, because they may help other people mm-hmm. so the other two things which really helped me was uh, one was making the right choices mm-hmm. okay or making better choices mm-hmm. so there was something i read recently that you know at every point in time throughout your life like even now for me mm-hmm. okay i am making trades with my future self hmm right Agreed. Agreed. so what trades i make today hmm. will impact my future self right so currently i have controlled diabetes okay mild hmm. diabetes hmm. but had i taken more care 
earlier, I would have probably not had diabetes. Okay, mm-hmm. or things like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's a question of your mental health, your physical health, and your wealth, right? So mm-hmm. you know, this making the right choices mm-hmm. uh, is uh, extremely important. Mm-hmm. And the other uh, thing really related to that is this question of building optionality. So you know when I was in uh, Citibank, mm. uh, so I lived a very good lifestyle, but not a flashy lifestyle, right? Mm. So I did not drive like very expensive cars. I didn't live in a very expensive house. Mm. I I lived in a nice house, you know, nice mm. car, mm. but not like okay, what is it? And you know, sometimes people would tell me, "Hey, you are a VP in Citibank. You know, what? What? Why aren't you having this, or why don't you have that?" And I sort of said, "No, no, this is my the way I live, right? Mm-hmm. And I enjoy it." Now, this was very important because uh, I could have never left Citibank mm-hmm. if uh, I was uh, a slave to the kind of lifestyle mm-hmm. that uh, Citibank would afford, and I didn't have a nest egg. Right. Mm-hmm. So this building optionality is a really important thing that uh, people should focus on on all points of time. I'm not saying I fully sympathize with YOLO. You only live once. Mada karo, whatever. Right. But thoda socho bhi. You know, because yeah, yeah. Like I managed to retire at 42. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's a trade-off. I worked very hard. I did. Uh, you know, I did. But now I've had so many years where I'm ha- having a ball. Right, okay. so it's uh, something, right? Mm. Uh, so the last message that I want to do uh, is about being a positive change maker, mm. right? So I have this view that if a very large number of the youth, mm. uh, if I can help inspire them and kindle a positive flame in their heart. Then the world has to become better, right? Because the youth have a lot to gain and a lot to lose, right? And I remember my youth. I used to be very idealistic. Uh, you know, I still am, I guess. Uh, you know, and I felt I could change the world. You know, and to some extent, I think I did. Okay, yeah. but the point is that fire. You know, as you grow older, you become more cynical. You become more jaded. you know you also lose your vitality to a certain extent mm. okay so but now if you know so i have this favorite line uh, which so people keep saying yeah you know manmohan singh ne kya kiya you know modi ne kya kiya you know ye bureaucrats corrupt hain ye hai wo hai you know which is kind of maybe true but the point is why are you dependent on what modi does mm. why can't you do something for india mm. right so mm. no prime minister or no the thing if the people don't uh, get involved and they are not civic engaged mm. you know uh, then it's going to be very hard for india to progress mm. uh, and achieve our dreams of mm. making like india one of the superpowers mm. uh, but if we get together there is nothing to stop us you know and we have to compel i mean later on i'll talk a little bit more about that if people are interested uh because you know uh, we need a new kind of digital 
struggle, freedom struggle. But here the demand is not Swaraj, like Lokmanya Tilak said Swaraj, but the demand has to be prosperity. Saying uh, prosperity is our birthright. Okay. And demand prosperity from our leaders. Okay. But anyway, I will get off the soapbox now. <laughs> Nini, sir, this is well, this 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 platform has been created just for you to talk. So if you <laughs> don't talk, that that defeats the purpose. But I guess you know each and every statement of yours has a gravitas, and you can actually deep dive into each one of these to actually you know pick a little bit more uh, into your brains. And I guess we will do that in the extended bits. uh but yeah i mean currently i think uh, we i would really want to want to double click on the on your paypal experience once before we open okay. the audience uh, open the floor up for the audience to ask questions guys uh, you can put on put down your questions in the water cooler chat or you can you know just wait for your turn and ask it directly to sir uh, today we any which we have an open house and we have a lot of time in our hands as well uh So yeah, I mean, uh, Sanjay sir would want to double click, would want to understand a little bit more about your experience in PayPal. When did you join? What was the company doing then? What was your experience working with Elon, working with Reed? How are they as people and as managers? And you know, what was your takeaway from your from your overall experience from PayPal? Sure, sure. I'll I'll do that. Just just before I go there, I want to kind of make uh, two plugs. If I yeah, can, yeah, sure, sure, right. sure, absolutely, so, sir. Huh. So one is uh, that you know I have this website uh, which uh, I think Sohail has been kind enough to send the link. Yeah. Uh, right. So uh, please visit that website. There is a twenty-two minute video. Uh, okay, which uh, basically sure, is how, yeah, how yeah. you can make the world better. Not me, but how you, each of you, right? And by the you, I'm talking about. not only youth but academics politicians bureaucrats you know whoever uh, because all of us if you really think about it uh, you know uh, it would really benefit us uh, if the world was better if there was no covid or no pandemic no you know if sanitation was better hygiene was better and and so on so forth right and there was no poverty uh, you know and this seems like a dream but you know dream you have to dream before you can make something real uh so so that is one so please watch this uh, video this 22 minute video which is there on my website then some of you might want to do this course uh, which is this harvard uh, entrepreneurship in emerging economies and again i will later on in the extended discussion or whenever in the q and a explain to you why i think you should do this course and why you should do it on the verified track and why it is a pv course by pv i mean a paisa vasool course right mm-hmm. like because uh, you know indians rightly are very paisa vasool conscious mm-hmm. uh, so the question is why is it a paisa vasool course uh, i'll get into that right so mm-hmm. those were the uh, two plugs and if you do that course on the verified track then you can join my slack community which is on uh, mm. called ccdi which is clayton christensen disruptive innovation okay nice uh, so with that let's probably we can discuss you can talk a little bit about the course here as well as to what the course is about because now that you have talked about it let's just about you know it. okay yeah yeah finish that yeah yeah, yeah. 
okay so so why i found this course fascinating okay was uh, and remember i've been a practitioner right uh, yeah. so i could say hey what do i have to learn right i i've done yeah. this you know yeah. what can you teach me yeah. right but i i learned a lot <laughs> you know by doing this course uh, what's the name so, of this course it was called uh, it's called uh, entrepreneurship in emerging economies this is it's on the program. edx platform yeah harvard program okay now what this course does is it uses the case study method so it's not got all this theory and you know of this you know graph and law and you know all this kind of stuff that's not the thing it gives you case studies it has videos uh, it talks to people who have done amazing things Okay. uh there are recorded interviews uh you know like like often you may have wondered as to how did amul grow yeah right we all heard the story about amul yeah. but what are the real details right yeah so you know what were the challenges that they faced how did they overcome the challenges did the government play a role who in the government played a role mm. uh you know those kind of things then wow. it goes into bangladesh it goes into venezuela it goes into mexico right so a lot of people in india and you know i have been very fortunate right like mm-hmm. i have worked with city bank and i worked with paypal where our whole thinking was global mm. right we would always think global right mm. so the so if you do this you will understand you know the world is not that different you know because everybody in india says ha india is very different ye to india mein nahi kaam karega whatever you know china is a dictatorship india is a democracy all this in my mind is uh, yeah it you have to be cognizant of it but the basic thing is that the world is quite similar there is pain everywhere yeah. you know and if you can solve pain you can make billions by serving yeah. billions it's as simple as that right so so that is what this course is all about now why should you see you can do this for free right there's an audit track and there's a verified track now yeah. i can tell you 99% on in india of people in india will do it for free if there is a free option yeah. okay but it's a very bad choice okay, okay. because first of all the price is not that much it is 200 us dollars of 15000 rupees or something right okay now if on your resume you yeah. have a harvard x credential i know it's not harvard okay yeah. it's harvard x okay yeah. but you have a credential and you can talk right because one of the things is that you have to learn is how to sell yourself mm. right so if you are going for a resume uh, the thing you are a founder you are raising around you know mm. then you can tell the person that you know i found this course fascinating i went and studied it you know and you know then the person might take notice now i am trying to get some of the vcs and all also to do the course right mm-hmm. and come join the group uh, right so yeah. so then you know we have uh, then i'm trying to get bureaucrats to do the course uh, and various kind of people so now uh, one of the reasons why i'm so insistent that people do this course and i won't let anyone join my slack group without the course is that we have to be on the same wavelength you know why do people like from iim amdabad or whatever you know we are part of an alumni group because we ha- share a commonality right yeah. we have been through a certain structure we know yeah. what the thing is we can talk about so you know like you may have heard of the paypal mafia 
Yeah. Or yeah. for instance, you may not have heard of the Citibank mafia. Okay, yeah. but uh, in Citibank in the 1980s, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of people did amazing things. People who were there at that time in Citibank. Hmm. Now it was all because there was a culture. There was a thing which happened. People did very different things. Hmm. But so this thing of uh, doing the course, joining the group, interacting not only with me, hmm. but with other people. you know in the group you can do amazing things right so that is really uh, why i find this course very fascinating and to me you know it's almost saying hey you know if you don't do this course uh, and you want coaching you know maybe you're so good that you don't need coaching and you can build i'm not saying there are exceptional people uh, but if you do then you know you must do this course uh, because you will learn a lot you will get a credential uh, you know and entrepreneurs most of us who are successful we follow a very simple uh, equation which is if i toss a coin and it comes up heads i win big okay mm. if it comes up tails i don't lose much mm. <laughs> right so we follow this all the time i mean like it's a very standard thing so when i left city bank this was exactly my logic i said you know my internet try karunga maybe it will succeed maybe it will fail so that was like heads agar wo and it came super heads right with people but uh, i always had a plan b saying if it came tails then i i was 42 at that time i would have been 45 i could go back with my track record to a corporate career at a much higher position because i would be seen as a risk taker and stuff like that right so a mm. question that i said make the right choices make the right trades right mm. so personally i'm you know i know i'm biased but uh, what i'm saying is that you know if you are an entrepreneur and you're listening to this mm. and you don't make the trade of doing this course it is probably a bad trade you know so that's uh, the thing on the trade box nice. cool oh, okay cool i so should we go on to paper <laughs> yeah yeah i think we okay. should and then we'll open up the floor i think it it's it's, yeah. it's going to be a good night tonight go on go on go on let's let's talk okay. about paypal let's talk about paypal okay so what's what's what yeah. what was it like how when did you join what happened any interesting anecdotes that you can share uh and you know what was the whole when by the time when you left what was your overall learnings from it yeah so i think i'll start with elon okay because yeah, yeah. uh lot of people say you know what is elon like why is he so successful and uh, you know i have my take on it i'm sure other people have different takes on it whatever but at least my take on elon's key skill mm. is that he is of course himself very bright very disruptive thinker and he works really really hard mm. you know like someone asked him when oh you know when tesla stock was up now it's down a little bit mm. but when it was up a lot he was the world's richest man i don't yeah. know if he still is yeah, but yeah, whatever yeah. so someone someone told him oh you know elon you're the world's richest man and you know what he said he said mm. oh <laughs> i didn't know that but that means i'll have to work harder <laughs> i mean that, you know this was the thing because when he started paypal or x.com 
Yeah. He had already sold a company for three hundred million dollars. Yes. Okay. All cash deal. Yeah. Zipco. Okay. And he was twenty-six. Huh? Yeah. He was twenty-six or twenty-seven or something like that. Yeah. Right. Now imagine, you know, because here there may be quite a few twenty-six, twenty-seven years olds, right? Mm-hmm. So if you sold a company for three hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. you know, are you going to work hard? You know, most of us will say, "Har ho gaya, chalo, abhi enjoy karte hain." Right? Like, mm-hmm. let's yeah, uh, yeah. you know. But uh, this guy, you know, when we worked on uh, X dot com, I'm not kidding you. We worked hundred hour weeks, wow. you know, for the first three months. Uh, and this this is really and so we were very good at uh, you know people talk about work life balance and all, mm. but. i was relocating from the east coast to the west coast i was getting my son admission into a private school mm-hmm. uh of course my wife helped a lot in all this kind of stuff and i was working 100 hour weeks mm-hmm. and we were settling down into a new environment we would make sometimes drive 60 miles to have uh, to be at a dinner spend have one drink and leave or mm-hmm. you know just chat because you're going to drive you can't have alcohol but uh, you know and the people would understand saying hey oh okay you are in a startup great that you managed to show up nicely connected and go back so one thing which uh, made paypal really fun was mm-hmm. first of all we were saying we had not moved 1 dollar mm-hmm. okay but we said that one day this company will move 1 trillion dollars annually and in the last uh, annual this quarter uh, the last quarter which went paypal has hit an annual run rate of 1 trillion dollars mm. that they are moving annually okay mm. so it's taken so many years okay but mm. the thing is that the people who started paypal us mm. we were dreaming about this <laughs> when we had not moved 1 dollar right <laughs> got it okay so we were also very clear that we are going to build a global company we are not going to build a uh, local company but we knew that we have to start small mm. right uh, so uh, it was think big execute small mm. right but have an architecture mm. see this is why the architecture is so important right mm. because we were architecting mm. for the world so you know just i'll without going into too much detail but the basic thing was we said you know in every place in the world mm. you have to add money to a wallet yeah right? it doesn't matter where in the world you are right you have to take money out of a wallet you have to move money right so how can we architect mm. in modules so saying adding money may be different in france may be different in spain may be different in the same whatever but we have an add money module you know so now and remember this is in 1999 na abhi to mm. people say ah ye mera object hai ye github yeah. mein hai ye hai wo there was nothing all this kind of stuff right uh, in 1999 uh, so uh, so that was uh, one of the then elon's key skill according to me apart from everything else was the ability to build a team mm. of very diverse people and to convince them to join him mm. okay so 
you know how he got in touch with me is kind of interesting so you know i was trying to do a startup it kind of mm. uh, i failed because of this i never got started really because of the th- problem that i had uh, so but i had met a lot of people in silicon valley so they knew me and they liked me okay uh, so uh, mike moritz who was in sequoia capital which mm. funded uh, x.com Mm. so elon said i need somebody who know understands payments and all that kind of stuff so mm. uh, you know of anyone so mike moritz said why don't you speak to this guy so he's in new york so we get i got a call at 6 in the morning uh, new york time mm. which means it's 3 in the morning uh, california time right mm. Mm. so this elon calls me and says uh, you know i've heard very good things about you uh, can you come to and meet me So I said oh yeah next time I'm in the bay area I'll come and meet you what. Mm. So he said no 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 get on a flight as soon as you can if you can get on a flight today get on a flight today I'm sending you the tickets you wow. know come and meet me. So I wow. so I go and meet him 5 10 minutes okay mm. meeting right he says okay let's have dinner at a 24 hour uh, burger joint on University Avenue in Palo Alto uh, which is called Taxis okay mm. now it doesn't exist anymore but that was the thing now he purposely picked this burger joint 24 hours because he knew that if he likes me mm. this will be a very long conversation so we met at 8 o'clock for yeah. dinner and we finished at 4 a.m wow right you know because first 4 hours he was uh, trying to ask me mm. then when he got convinced that i had uh, he needed me and wanted me to join his team then the next 4 hours was spent on his trying to sell me as to why i should join the team mm. okay and remember i'm 42 he's 26 elon is not famous at all mm. right so there's a general skepticism saying yeah you know what is a 26 year old guy going to do blah blah, blah. right It, because remember this is 99 huh? it's not like now because now you have so many role models of young guys who've done amazing things mm-hmm. uh, but uh, so anyway so i needed a fair amount of convincing uh, that i should join and then i was negotiating right because mm-hmm. i'm a good negotiator mm-hmm. but i was not negotiating for salary i was negotiating for stock mm. right uh, mm. so i said yes i and i want to be a vp and you know this is the kind of thing and i knew the parameters right like around mm. what i should negotiate with mm. so he said i have only one problem with you and that is you have never worked in a startup mm. and you worked in big companies and big company guys are like they sometimes can't adjust to startup so if you agree we will do like a 15 day thing where if it doesn't work out uh, i will give you so much cash whatever mm-hmm. and uh, we'll call it quits but if it does then uh, i'll agree to all your terms so it was like a 15 day interview wow you know okay uh, you know so that's the way i mean like his ability to convince people to recruit the right people and not that he doesn't make mistakes and he pivots mm-hmm. like before x.com he was trying to do a mutual fund company and a kind of an online bank mm. uh and then he pivoted to payments mm. you know uh, mm. so he fired his entire management team earlier mm. okay uh and then you know got this new thing uh so but the guy is super passionate and 
lot of fun. I mean, like because we are going to change the world. You know, we have to do something amazing, right? So that was uh, because otherwise you can't work hundred hours, right? How how can you do it, right? Yeah. If it's not fun, right? Yeah. It's just not possible. Yeah. Okay. So I just want to make two more points, and then uh, you know we can open it up for questions. Yeah. Uh, on the thing. So the other uh, key reason for uh, PayPal success was uh, one was a lot of innovation. So we used to talk about something called the infinity equation. Okay. Okay. Now, what is the infinity equation? The infinity equation is that uh, you try and make your customers tend to infinity. right so you want to serve all segments of your customers now you may start off with a very small beach head which uh, x.com did uh, which was the power sellers on ebay okay but the idea was that we are going to serve everybody right and there are sellers and then there are buyers and buyers are great because if you um, like for sellers they want more sales so if you get more buyers they'll have more sales uh, so uh, making person to person payments free was a no brainer for us right that was had to be done there was no question uh, that we would charge mm-hmm. for person to person payments yeah. and i think even now they are free right on venmo and you know whatever like so uh, so so that was the whole uh, thing then so that was one part of the infinity equation right how do you get your customers to tend to infinity and uh, the other was uh, how do you get your costs infinity to serve to tend to zero okay so okay. so now obviously they're never going to be zero but the minute you put paper in your process uh, then you're not solving yeah. the equation because even if it costs you 5 rupees then 5 yeah. into infinity because you're saying your transaction volume is going to be infinity yeah. so 5 infinity is infinity yeah. right so they Any cannot number into to infinity is infinity yeah but if you have uh, fixed costs right if you have fixed costs yeah. uh, which are scalable step ah. costs like aws okay. blah 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 or whatever and everything is digital then you're dividing a fixed number by infinity which will be zero got it mm. right so that was mm. another very mm. important thing that uh, we focused on and this is not mm. just processing cost okay this is everything okay. like fraud cost right so one of the big mm. things that paypal solved which again is part of the extended session of people are interested as to how paypal solved fraud right that's a longish discussion mm. uh in terms of how paypal solved fraud uh and then you know we were doing things at that time which were innovative so we used to have one release every month okay mm-hmm. on us but now i was listening to the call of uh, uh paypal because i still have a fair amount of paypal stock uh and the ceo was basically saying that they now do 80 releases a day you know because the technical architecture and all has moved in such a way that they can do amazing wow. things Uh, you know so it's a different world you know in terms of their uh, uh, stuff uh, so it also shows that you know if you don't innovate 
continuously mm. you will get stuck mm. and you will die you know so one of the reasons why i think paypal is growing and probably will continue to grow because it's continuing to innovate so these were some of the reasons why and then the team you know so it had people who were great at front end it had people who were great at technology it had uh, you know people who were great at back end like people like me who understood because like you know front end people or tech people like i remember some conversations i was telling them yeah ki you know we have to reconcile you know because our transactions have to be you know so they said hey, reconcile kyon karna hai the computer wo kar lega na right so the point is no when you're moving money things break you know some things happen and you can't afford to lose money right? you know so reconcilement is important right so how do you build that how do you build error tracking so you need a whole bunch of people you know of diverse kind of backgrounds uh you know so we had pr people we had communication people we had uh, the amount we invested in ui ux was amazing uh, you know um, so and paypal lost 185 million dollars okay uh, before it broke even cash break even you know um, so yeah because everything was free uh, and for me Uh, this was pretty hard right <laughs> i'm like a banker i don't understand this stuff right like all this eyeballs you know like how many eyeballs are you getting and all this kind of language it was totally new to me right so i was saying yeah i don't know whether this company is going to succeed or fail so it was like an emotional roller coaster you know like one day you think wow yeah. we're going to be like really big next day you'll think shit ye to doobne wala hai you know Uh, it's like that so so those were the main things and we were also tracking competition like anything okay mm, yeah so you know abhi now people talk of bitcoin and all but uh, at that time mm. there were some people who were trying to do a currency called flues then there was a currency called beans uh, then there was something called e charge you know where they were mm. saying ki telephone bill pe aapka Uh, payments hoga and all that so anything mm. which was kind of related you know we mm. would track you know and there's a little bit of a mm. funny story as to my startup i actually made money on it because mm. i had a uh, url called zippay okay which was bought by bank of america <laughs> i didn't know i was selling it to bank of america <laughs> so i actually wow. made money in that little startup <laughs> wow <laughs> good but anyway yeah <laughs> very nice so yeah so i think yeah you know for the initial part i think this is good enough uh, but uh, now yeah, yeah, this is to, uh, answer questions that people may have yeah 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 so uh, you know it's been an amazing amazing uh, con- conversation till now hopefully this discussion that we open up now is just going to increase these uh, the the interest now so i think i guess we'll start off with the questions devrath you can go first okay okay thanks for the opportunity first basically my question is that since you from you are from the com era dot com when the internet was booming so what's your view on the uh, distributed uh, distributed ledger and bitcoin technology coming right now and transforming the technological era yeah so thanks devrath for the question uh, great question uh, 
so uh, so my view is that you know like i said that we are at the very beginning of many innovations uh, you know so in technology in uh, genomics uh, in lots of things you know so uh, you know space uh, energy uh, you name it right so uh, there is uh, like huge amounts and a lot of this is being fueled by things like machine learning artificial intelligence etc etc these are all kind of tools and people like india stack again is amazing you know like things like the consent architecture mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff so basically mm-hmm. what my view is that you know there may be lot of missteps you know somebody will like earlier people were saying you know i'm not really into crypto but blockchain is the main thing then now somebody is saying nft is going to be the next big thing and all that that will evolve but um, i was a bit of a skeptic on bitcoin till around december 15th uh, but then when i saw certain mainstream institutions including paypal getting into it i said yeah this looks to getting be getting mainstream uh, so i need to read up on it mm-hmm. and there was a book i read called the bitcoin standard which i'll highly recommend to anyone who is really interested in this and that convinced me that uh, there is a need for bitcoin you know as sound money uh, and i think it's going to stay and there's going to be lot of innovation uh you know the little bit that i understand of the transacting architecture uh, around bitcoin um, this defi and other stuff uh that i still think has some challenges before it can scale um but i'm sure you know people will figure it out there's so much energy going into it mm. uh and i don't know what form it will take um but uh, you know so again i see it very similar to things like paypal and google and you know at that time uh that there will be hundreds of people who will go into it and a few will emerge as winners mm. right this is the usual usual state of affairs the way i look at it in any industry any technology yeah but it's a fascinating time you know i very much compare yeah, yeah. 2021 to 1999 2000 you know uh, are you are you so what people are saying about blockchain is true is is it is it what you're saying that this is going to be the future of the way internet is going to function no i don't know you know so see because the, this blockchain see it's a matter of incentives it's not the technology right yeah, so agreed. so the so the basic thing is that technologists get very you know enamored by you know ye solve kar diya wo solve kar diya but the question is so why does why is bitcoin successful you know because the miners make money the traders make money the you know you know the institution the buyer holders make money and all that kind of stuff so now it's grown to a trillion dollars plus in terms of market cap right now in bitcoin like let's take a simple example let's take an example of saying uh, you know uh, why shouldn't all pharma companies put their medicines on a bit uh, on a blockchain right okay now i can see great benefits for the consumer right i will not get a counterfeit drug uh if i'm taking a covid vaccine i can see that the cold chain has not been broken and blah 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 right so i can see a benefit yeah, for yeah. the customer right i would love to have some blockchain type of stuff when i buy my medicine mm. but 
the rest of the people in the chain what benefits do they get right because if each of the people are going to be uh, increase cost right like i have to put this on blockchain i've got to manage it blah 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 so unless there's a mandatory thing from the government okay saying you got to do this okay uh, you know people will drag their feet you know they won't uh, do it because the economics don't work for them and uh, the government also won't do it because uh, you know then the cost of drugs may become more expensive you know so mm. i think it's the interplay of economics and technology uh, which has to come together for some scaling to happen so the balance has to be brought in first because currently the governments are also banning because they don't see an incentive for themselves you know they think that it's going out of their pocket the money is not yeah no, so i i i am more a thing saying that most countries uh, they should not ban bitcoin they should regulate it you know and regulation would be very good for bitcoin and crypto and all these kind of things uh, the purists uh, bitcoin purists hate that because they wanted to have a decentralized thing and Uh, no regulation and all that. I don't think that's going to happen, you know. But that's a personal view. I mean, I'm I'm not an expert in this yeah, uh, yeah. kind of thing. Got got it. The next question is from Krish. He can't speak right now, so he's written the question. I'll just write, read it out. Uh, hmm. How to trust before we invest in ourselves? Sometimes it makes me think again and again that something I think to make will definitely fail. so how do i trust myself on things like that yeah so you know i think that's a good question but it's like this you know see sometimes so you have to uh, you know know yourself right like so suppose you think you're a very good musician okay mm-hmm. and you got to take training in music right now where you take training in music how you take it and then you may be wrong right uh, you may be right mm-hmm. uh, you know you may reach indian idol if you're a vocalist uh, or you may be struggling for years yeah mm-hmm. so you never know that right like off the bat but the thing is remember that heads i win big tails i don't lose much so if you do that and then it's a long life now you can pivot right like if mm-hmm. something is not working out so you to uh, do that and then you be honest right like so if say suppose now you want to learn disruptive innovation like let's say because it, it's something that you can learn partly you are born with it but you can learn right and if you don't learn chances are you will be uh, uh, you won't build that talent that you have uh, so so one of the things i forgot to mention which uh, may be a very useful resource all the people listening is that you know i decided during the covid thing because i was locked down i didn't have you know, like all of us uh, so i said hey the zoom is very interesting so why don't i create a set of videos you know on zoom on various topics uh, right uh, and uh, you know i had a grandson who was born about 5 months ago uh so i said you know uh, maybe i can do like a videography of my life you know like a, or instead of an autobiography or writing a book uh right i can do a videography because i like to listen to stories and i like videos 
and i thought that maybe my grandson someday this will be useful for him you know or if he's interested he may not be but you know if he is um, so i have done a whole series on my life right mm-hmm. snippets and stories um and 45 of those videos they are fairly short but 45 of them are on disruptive innovation trying to teach disruptive innovation saying from novice to expert right so mm. these days if you look for these kind of resources you know mm. from whom you learn how you learn uh, what you learn mm. are things that you need to think about uh, and if you make the right choices uh, then chances are that you will not fail so you know mm. i am told and i don't know this for a fact but a lot of people who are young uh these days they suffer from anxiety and they suffer in some cases from depression right so mm. how you inoculate yourself from that so one of the best things mm. that i have found is read the bhagavad gita it doesn't matter what religion you are right this is a book of philosophy it's not a book of religion okay you have to understand the philosophy because your mm. mind controls everything right and that is what like you know the mahabharat for instance is about how there are it's about mind control that you have the kauravs who are the bad influences in your mind lots of them and you have the pandavas like few and they are the good influences and there's a battle between them all the time right and mm-hmm. how you control it so that is really the essence of the mahabharat which is captured in the mm-hmm. gita uh if you understand it mm-hmm. right so my mm-hmm. answer to that for a lot of young people is uh, basically invest in controlling your mind and then everything mm-hmm. becomes easy you know mm-hmm. then you will not have doubts mm-hmm. so having doubts is normal but you will deal with it because you know this thing of saying ki like you know what am i doing i'm you know, people can ask me you know, what the hell are you doing yeah who gave you this license to say you can make the world a better place you're not an academic you have no you're not a doctorate you're not a phd you've done nothing you haven't written a book you haven't done anything right so why are you kind of saying all this kind of stuff right mm-hmm. but i'm saying look you know i want to share this now people may think i'm a nut right it doesn't matter to me right maybe this will be successful maybe it will not be successful okay now i agree that i have reached a point where you know i don't have to worry about my next meal and all that kind of stuff and i have more money than i can ever spend but um, see you can also by uh, uh, defining your needs at a fairly minimal level uh you can these days now you can do so much in terms of supplemental income while you're working on your dream you can have a job and work on your dream simultaneously you can do freelancing and you can work on your dream right you could have a spouse who uh, has a steady job while you try and do a uh you know pursue your dream you know so there are so many things right that you are only limited by your own creativity Hmm. Agreed. So I guess I guess usually it's the fear of failure because of which sometimes we do we fail to take action, and usually the opportunity cost is what scares people. 
ప్రెసెంటేషన్ and blah 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 and their substance may be quite low right while indians have very good substance but they're very poor at presentation and mm. they have this fear of failure right mm-hmm. so so it's a it's you know a little bit of a cultural thing and i think it's changing now right mm-hmm. uh, mm. for the better i hope it is okay mm. so so but the other thing what you have to do is that you have to realize that failing is actually a badge of honor if you fail well mm. okay mm. and lot you of people tried. at least you have tried ha no lot of people actually when they are recruiting they look mm. for people who have failed mm. i mean failure is not bad i mean yes success is also good but failure is equally good right so saying okay you tried this what did you learn because those people who have never failed they are dangerous people <laughs> like I, i mean because they think you know everything will succeed and that's not how it works you know um, even in a you know very successful startup i mean i can tell you at least 50 things that we tried in paypal which failed mm. you know but we were quick to recognize it and correct uh you know so this thing of fear of failure is something that you should not be afraid of but if you keep working hard you keep investing in yourself you keep doing the right things you keep asking the right questions you have to become successful it's just not possible that you will not be successful because most of the people don't do that na that is your usp right mm mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, sorry you had asked okay. something else also fear of failure and something huh was there no, something no. else no okay. so I, i basically i basically talked about opportunity cost but i think you know you have covered that well probably we can ah, take the opportunity no, on the opportunity cost that's another interesting thing see uh, because i often again give this example let's say that you are a young person you have passed this gmat whatever you've got admission to harvard mba mm-hmm. okay it's going to cost you 200000 us dollars okay to do that mba and it's going to cost you 2 years okay now should you do that or should you invest in your startup okay and there is no clear answer to this okay it depends but this is the thing so i keep telling people you know that the opportunity cost of doing a professional education is really high and this is changing 
right? Like there was uh, someone, I think Black Flame or something was saying that, you know, I'm learning and I'm listening. So I don't think he's going to a computer science course or something like that. He's just learning and he's becoming a full stack developer, right? Because I, at 63, uh, I did an IT course on Python from Google and wow. IT support and all that. And I passed. You can see my certificate on LinkedIn. Right? So I could get employed wow. as an IT support person. Right? So I know all wow. this puppet and you know various kind of things that are there besides Python and all that kind of stuff. And why did I do it? Just to keep myself uh, to be a lifelong yeah. learner. You know, yeah. and update that's, it. That's and, the beauty. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, go on, go on, go on. No, no, I, I'm done. So, so this opportunity cost thing is uh, quite a misnomer, you know, like, and you should never compare yourself, you know, like, uh, so for instance, Nandan Nilakani was my classmate in IIT Mumbai, right? Okay. So while we were working in Citibank, this, that, and the other, he was struggling in interest. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and where did he you never up? know. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, you never know when, when you know, when you're studying the by your batchmates that you have, you can never tell who is going to land up where. Ten years from now, you have no idea who will be where, irrespective of how they have been when when they were when they were with you. So it's absolutely true. I think you know the biggest mistake that we can do is try try to benchmark ourselves on the basis of what we see around us. We should always try and focus only on ourselves. And you're right. We should we should invest on ourselves rather than focus on. No, and sometimes some your parents and other people who are close to you uh, try to steer you in a different direction. I think that again is changing. Uh, but yeah. you know, just handle it very coolly and calmly. You know. Say, I am an adult. I will take care of myself. Please don't worry, and I will also take care of you. <laughs> don't worry. Like, <laughs> have faith. That's a, that's a very good way of putting it. Uh, Vedansh, you can go next. Thanks, Am I audible? Yeah. yeah, yeah, you are audible. So uh, you talked in length about, I was really, really inspired by like, you're talking about creating solutions, which works for Bharat, which works for the students in or the people in tier three, tier two colleges. And like how, like we have to be, you know, we have to be, uh, in a in a way, very, very optimistic in nature and to solve the divide. And uh, I truly, truly agree with that. And I think like I have written it down in my thoughts and I think tech is one thing which is can be a very good equalizer in terms of it can actually curb the difference between have and have nots, which has been really, really growing apart. And we, 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 we thought tech can, you know, minimize that. And right now with, I think COVID did one thing good, like just one thing, if you would say it, it brought tech, uh, it brought a lot of people from tier two, tier three, closer to tech and the type of opportunities it mm. brings for in uh, people in Bharat, or I would say like people in tier two, tier three cities, uh, I think it it do brings a lot of opportunities. But a lot of these like paid opportunities or, or these jobs are we have kind of you know we have a lot of gatekeepers. Might be colleges, might be elite colleges, might be a level of privilege, might be English, and uh, so 
uh, at our level, what we are trying to do. So I would like to hear your thoughts on this. And I would just like to verify, you know, I have been doing this for two, three years, but I think I'm fairly new to this. So is the approach which I'm taking or just like something which you feel is, you know, in the kind of the frameworks which we are thinking on, is there something major missing in that? And secondly, which I would like to talk about is we are trying to build a college that solves this, that works for everyone at zero cost and like mm. actually make a student financially stable. And I believe the chain reaction for this is that if a student is basically financially stable, what the 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 what Nietzsche was talking about, like if he is earning 15 or you know, 35, 40k of basic income, the parents would agree they will have the mental bandwidth to work on more innovative solutions at a very early age. So just your thoughts, any frameworks and if uh, in the longer session you would like to discuss that, I would really, really love to go in detail about this. Yeah, so I think we are already in the longer session, right? <laughs> so we are at 11.51. Yeah, yeah, in a way, yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, uh, so this is a very great uh, question and a very uh, nice uh, thing of how we can uh, uh, this thing. So I'm going to get on a little bit again on my soapbox. But so yeah, basically, yeah, I have this hypothesis, okay, that India has never been free. Okay. Mm. So there was a freedom in 1947 from the British. But that has been replaced mm. by a set of bureaucrats, regulators, judiciary and politicians, mm. who I call BRJP, mm. who are basically yes. rulers. Okay. And the, the citizens still think of themselves as Praja. Right. They don't yeah. think of themselves yeah. as citizens. So it is a feudal yeah. system. Right. And the more you go to tier two, tier three, tier four, the more feudal it is, you know, because people will touch your feet. Uh, you know, people will do garland. Uh, and you no, know, not technically, all of these people are supposed to be public servants. Okay. And some of them do believe, behave like that. Okay. But they are the exception, not the rule. As a rule, uh, most of our elected people are bureaucrats, are police people are, uh, you know, all the people, regulators, judiciary, they act more like rulers. Okay. Now, this is not something that uh, I think is very sustainable. Uh, and uh, so, you know, our generation did not do much. But uh, the prior generation, uh, you know, they did a freedom struggle. Now, I want to ask you all, saying that the people who did this freedom struggle, why did they do a freedom struggle? Why did they go through so much pain? Okay. Now, here in this kind of generation, my generation, you know, people say, yeah, I want to become an elected leader because then I can make so much money and blah, blah, blah. It's all about money, right? It's not about anything else uh, in there. But for the youth, uh, of today, this is something that they should ponder on, right? Because uh, the thing is that if some of these problems are not solved, like climate change, like youth unemployment, uh, like uh, pandemic control and all this, these are, you know, deadly. And for people like me, you know, I have less number of years to live, but the youth have many more years to live. 
and if they don't focus on this uh, then it's going to be a uh, problem now what i am a believer in and in fact if you go to my website you'll find some things where like starting points of a media kit for a movement uh, called india for prosperity because you know you always have india for against corruption india against rape india against this but why not a positive movement saying india for prosperity right and like lokmanya tilak said you know swaraj is our birthright okay why can't the citizens of india start saying prosperity is our birthright and i'm not talking about just us who are in this discussion i'm talking about every person every youth okay so like you have bitcoin you know which has a very decentralized architecture so if you say i'm a member of india for prosperity you are a member right your prosperity may be different from our prosperity but basically we are saying ki we are only going to elect leaders who will uh, give us a prosperity plan how are you going to fix this how are you going to give us outcomes so we have a term called metro not the metro in delhi you know but metro stands for measurable time bound real outcomes so how are you going to fix poverty how are you going to uh, so to me it's amazing that why aren't our government schools as good as private schools mm. you know and the, the other aspect of it is like you were mentioning you know like this business plan on education and colleges and all this so i'm saying that suppose you had uh a 10th class pass course you know pass course may you no algebra no trigonometry no shakespeare no whatever right like you don't need to know, know all this what you need are life skills work ethic uh digital literacy financial literacy civic literacy uh you know uh, like respect for each other you know those kind of thing so if you have a life skill certificate okay and you don't need to know english by the way okay so mm. now you are very employable okay like people mm. keep saying hamare youth are not employable but i can tell you that for manufacturing and for entry level jobs whether they are in construction whether they are in solar whether they are in roads uh whether they are in, yeah. so in manufacturing like some of you may know of uh, something called seeps which was a santa cruz electronic export processing mm-hmm. right which yeah. was like where you could have plug and play you could rent a shed you didn't have to buy a factory you didn't have to buy land and yeah. that was the start of the software revolution in india you know so uh, people you know who rented these sheds and seeps and all those kind of things now just change that paradigm and start saying that look i can have these manufacturing facilities which you can rent these are all internet enabled iot internet of things etc etc you know the logistics are okay and it doesn't have to be perfect because see in uh, switzerland a young person almost 80% of the people in switzerland or germany they don't go to college they never go to college right they do vocational stuff and then they start working mm-hmm. uh and uh, these guys I, i know because i have a relative so she uh 
basically gets 750 swiss francs a month okay mm. now in india like if you are interning and all this uh, and, and things and you got like even 6000 rupees a month or 10000 rupees a month right um in there uh, like because when you are doing ca and your article you don't get paid anything i think uh, unless i'm wrong uh, so now just imagine if i'm setting up a manufacturing unit and i can get motivated people not people who say ki yaar ab mere khet mein aam lag rahe hain to i got to go <laughs> like and they have no idea about what it is to work in a shift uh you know and all those kind of things so this is what people need to understand once they understand that manufacturers will translate all their manuals into any language etc and if these people are productive you cannot beat india this is the model china follow right so you can have jobs for all in terms of this and look at this as an entrepreneurial opportunity right like if some people understood mm-hmm. this and they made the platforms to do this it's mm-hmm. entirely this whole mm-hmm. make billions by serving millions got it got it cool i think we are just uh, we'll just move into the extended bit uh, uh, now uh, 